And um, we just thank God for his grace. Amazing, amazing truths that he gives to us. And so let me take a few moments and then get us caught, caught up from where we left off last week. And we, we basically said that in life, you can get ahead without the element of joy. We need joy in our life. And this is not a casual thing. It's not something nice to have. Joy is a fundamental emotional necessity for every area of our lives. Without joy, life is overwhelming, right? Without joy, life is overbearing. Without life, joy, life is oppressive. Businesses understand that, right? And so, I mean, when you go to a business, a, a customer a service industry, and you interact with them, they send you a survey in the mail to try to gauge how satisfied, did we make you joyful? Or did we make a mistake? Because we understand that it is important that, that satisfaction, customer satisfaction, employee satisfaction is an essential priority to drive profitability and business. And God understands that. And so he produces joy in our lives. But how many of you know that everything that God gives to you, you're going to have to maintain that or else you'll lose it. So God produces, His Spirit produces joy in our hearts. And He also teaches us how we can keep it. And the way we keep that is not using the world's sources to keep the joy that God's given us. God is the source of our joy. We go to Him for joy. And so look at the first scripture in your, in your handout. The name of God is El Sim Chakotli. The God of exceeding joy. And here's David saying, he said what? Psalm 43 verse 4, he says, I will go to who? God, who is the source of my joy. God is the source of my joy. And says, I will go to him. So we don't, we, you know, I mean, everything else will make us happy. But how many of you know that you can get happy and instantaneously you can lose that happiness? Happiness has everything to do with what's, what's going on around. Joy comes from within. And God says, I want to give you something that will propel your life. That will change your life dynamic. It will change your work life, change your family life, just change everything you are. In spite of what you go through, you could be sick today and experience an element of joy that will push you forward. You and I need joy in our life. And it's true, it's true that the more joy that we have, the more creative we are. The more joy that we have, the more productive we are. The more joy that we have in our lives, the more we accomplish much in life. Right? I mean, Outside of joy, we are grouchy, we are moody, right? I mean, it's like, and you don't get ahead, I mean, with a moody attitude. I mean, everything turns cloudy in your life outside of joy. Now, we're going to be looking uh, today at an amazing portion of scripture in the book of Philippians. And here's the background, we talked about this last week. The Philippians is an amazing book. It was written by a guy called uh, Paul who was going through what should be a most depressive time in his life. And yet in this small book of, of four chapters, 16 times he uses the word rejoice or joy or be joyful or enjoy life in four chapters. And the amazing thing is that, that he, he was not on a vacation. He wasn't out there in a beach somewhere in coconuts with his feet up. He was in prison. He was in a dark cold dungeon in Rome waiting to be executed. And in the darkest times of his life, Paul writes the most positive book in the Bible. And here he states six joy builders. Six attitudes that will unlock joy in your life. Let me go over that really briefly. We looked at three last week. We said number one is this. For me to have a joyful life, I must what? Learn to forget what's behind. 
I'm, like every single one of us have, have skeletons in the closet. The things in your life when you looked at it will make you unhappy. You know, for, for you to maintain the job that he gives us, I've got to learn to leave what's behind. Secondly, we looked at this also, I've got to get rid of worries about the future. See, worry doesn't change a thing. It just gets us mad, upset. It doesn't change anything. Sometimes there are people who feel like, well, I've got to worry about it. And God says, you shouldn't worry about anything. How much, which of you by worrying can add, you know, one meter to your life? And the answer is absolutely not. The third thing we looked at is we must yield ourselves to God's purpose. Then we got to focus on God. Amen. Now today, we, here's the fourth thing that we want to j- 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 jump right into it. That for me to have a joy-filled life, for me to unlock joy in my life, I've got to do what? Focus on what? Oh, help me out. I've got to do what? Focus on what's good. My focus has to be on positive things, on things that are ongoing. I've got to yield myself to God's purpose, and then I've got to start looking around the world as to what God is doing and zero in on that. Now, now I'm sure you agree with me that life is filled with ups and downs, right? At any moment in time, there are good things and there are bad things that are going on in and around your life. Good things that happen for you, for your loved ones, for the environment, things that are happening in life. That, so you, you have a choice. You can either focus on the, the, the negative things or you can focus on the positive things. And for you to unlock joy in your life, you got to focus on what's good. You can walk around looking at all the bad things that are going on in your life or you can go around looking at the good things. It's your choice. Today, today you can look at life, right? And have this attitude, either life is half empty or what? Half what? You can look at life and say, look, this is worse or it could be better. And that's a choice that you make. And the choice you make has a consequence. You can either be joyful when you make a positive choice looking at the good in life or you can be what? Miserable looking at all the not so great things in your life. Even on your worst day, life is good. Tell somebody close to you. Even on your worst, don't tell somebody if you don't believe in that, but if you believe that, share with it. Even on your worst day, life is what? This is something you can tweak. You can put on your WhatsApp page. Even on your worst day, do you believe that? One more time, even on the worst day, life is what? Because you are better off than many other people in this world. So you can choose what is good in life. Now look at what Paul tells us, Philippians 4.8, amazing portion of scripture. Read that with me on the screen in your sermon outline. He says what? Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right. He says what? Fix your thoughts. It means that fix your focus. He said, you have a choice. He said, that's why I don't understand. Things are bad in my life. Look at all the mean things that others are doing to me. But God is saying, you can fix your focus. You can either focus on all the bad things that are happening, or you can what? Fix your focus on things that are true, honorable, and right. It means good things. Think about the things that are what? Pure and lovely and admirable. Think about those things that are what? Excellent and worthy of praise. See, the Bible speaks in absolutes. The Bible speaks in certainty. He could have just said the first part and that's that. Look at how God really uses words to cement, to drill down, to get us grounded in his truth. He's saying, oh, you have no excuse. 
There's no other reason. Think about things that are true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, things that are excellent, things that are worthy. You say, what about my problems? He says, you are, you, I mean, your problem is one thing, but your, your thoughts belong to you. Your focus belongs to you. He said, what about what they said to me? That's them. You, that's a, you cannot control the weather. You can't control people. You can't control many things in life. What you can control is what you are thinking about. And so that is it for you to unlock joy. For you to maintain joy in your life. Which is a catalyst, a driver for positivity, for creativity, a driver for God's blessing in, in your life. You cannot be prosperous when you are miserable. Hello? Focus on what's excellent, what's right, what's honorable. Glory to God, what's pure, what's lovely, what's ad- ad- admirable. Now, how do you do that? One is the place you can count on to have a positive, glorious, true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, a life that is a thought that are worthy of praises. You go to the Bible. You go to the Word of God. Every day, one of the things that I try to do is, aside from my Bible study, my, my devotions, I, I, mean, I, I mean, I turn to the book of Psalms, I read a chapter of Psalms a day, and I read a chapter of Proverbs a day, and I pray through that. Now, to, let, me, let me encourage you to do that in your own time. Now, today is the 20th, Proverbs so I looked at Proverbs 20. It's, Proverbs is, 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 I mean, 31 chapters. So you can knock out one a day. You say, well, if I forget one day, do I go back? No, keep going forward because you're going to catch it the next month or the other month. So let me share with you a few things that will really cause you to think about things that are positive. So when you go to Proverbs 20, it's right here. Amen. I looked at that this morning. That's my, that's my devotional time. Look at this. Wine produces markets, alcohol leads to brawls. Those who, those led astray by drink cannot be wise. So I said, God help me so I'm not so consumed with alcohol. Right? Amen. Verse 3. Avoiding a fight is a mark of honor. Only fools insist on quarreling. Is this a positive thing to focus on? God search my heart that if there's any quarreling attitude, any bitterness in my heart, take it far away from me. Next, verse 4. Those too lazy to plow in the right season will have no food at the harvest. Father, expose areas of my life where I am lazy, where I'm not attentive to what I'm doing. Give me the strength to pursue the things that you want me to pursue. Give me hope, give me joy, give me passion to go after the things that you've destined for my life. That's what the word says. I want to focus on that. Amen. And look at six. Many will say there are loyal friends, but who can find one who is truly reliable? Father, help me to be loyal to my family. Help me be loyal to the things you want me. Help me be loyal and be reliable. Help me hang in there. Verse 7. The godly walk with integrity. Blessed are their children who follow them. I put you in the prayer for my children, right? I'm focused on this. Father, help my girls. I call each and every one by name. And I pray unto them. You keep going. Look at verse 9. Who can say, I have cleansed my heart. I am pure and free from sin. Who can say that? God, if there's any wickedness, any bitterness, any area where I'm couching sin, help me break any addictions, break any bad habits from my heart you, you you are focusing on things that are honorable that are right that are pure oh glory to god verse 13 if you love sleep you will end in poverty keep your eyes open and there'll be plenty to to eat god help me to be ambitious to be driven to be positive to be engaging give me strength to do the things you want me to do god is saying says focus on diligence rather than laziness look at verse 18 
plans succeed through good counsel don't go to war without wise advice lord open my mind what is it that i'm forsaking what is it i need to do that i am not doing help me to be able to capture your way your truth so that i can pursue your counsel your wisdom to be able to do the things to accomplish what you so so you go through that now, now every word of god is for instruction is for correction is for blessing every word of god helps us to be able to move the ball forward and so where can you how can you fix your thoughts on what to pure you don't get that from facebook you don't get that from twitter you don't get that from whatsapp you get that from where the word of god what is pure what is true what is honorable what is right what is lovely what is admirable what is excellent what's worthy of praise comes from the word of god and every time you turn to the word of god guess what you are what sharpening your mind focusing on the things that are positive to promote joy in your life now here's the application for, for what, what what paul is telling us fix your thoughts on what's true and honorable here's the application he said, now, if you're fixing your mind on things that are positive, do you have time for your critics? Do you have time for your doubters? Do you have time for your naysayers? Do you have time for people who are trying to pull you down? You see, oftentimes, when people tell you you can't do something because they can't do that themselves, right? If you wanted to be a pilot and you go tell somebody who's afraid of flying that I'm thinking of being a pilot, what are they going to tell you? Are they going to encourage you to do that? But if you're focused on God's thoughts, you don't have time for critics. You know how when God says move, you are filled with faith. Amen. Because you've heard the word of God. God's word becomes more louder, more stronger than the word of man, than even your own doubts. So here's the application. The reason why you are unhappy oftentimes is because you are concerned about trivial issues. Do you believe that? If you really think about what well, pastor, I have every reason to be worried about this. Uh, I mean, somebody will look over your shoulder and says, really? Is that what you are really concerned about? Is this what we're really worried about? There's no reason for you to be worried about this. The reason you lose your joy so rapidly oftentimes is because we don't focus on things that really matter. And oftentimes, unimportant things upset us. Preach that to somebody. Oftentimes, what? Unimportant things upset us. God is saying to unlock joy, to live a life, a joyful life, you've got to what? Focus on what? What's good. Focus on what's good. Oh, they say, there's another path, there's another joy builder that, that, that I mean, Paul tells us. He says what? To have a joyful life, I must what? Next, I must what? Use my life to do what? Help others. was joyful because he was on self on helping people my brother my sister if you want to have a continuous joy in your life here's the secret give your life away in helping people now I've said this over and over again Sunday is the best joyful positive engaging time of my life I have an opportunity to be able to serve God's people and God tells us he says this is a secret give your life away in helping others and what happens is what the more you are helping others do you realize that the more you are helping others you think less about your puny little problems isn't that because there's a lot of problems in life people are going through 
mad times, difficult times, hard times. And when you are investing yourself, you, 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 you're making a difference. And whenever you are making a difference, it works. It's a joyful season of your life. I use my life to be able to serve others. Yes, Paul in prison. And let's look at what Paul wrote to the church. Philippians 4.1. <laughs> Read that with me. It says, well, Dear brothers and sisters, I love you and long to see you, for you are what? My joy and the reward for my work. He is writing to them. Writing scriptures to encourage them. Sending the word of God to them and says, I am so much filled with you, even though I'm in chains right now. But let me tell you that as I write this letter, I am bursting with joy. Because you are my joy. You are my reward. I'm in the place of service. Paul's joy was where he had invested his life in helping people. Paul's joy came because he cared. These are folks that he led to Christ and now he's helping them grow and he says, this is a joy moment in my life. Do you see that? You say, Pastor Mike, I'm sick and, and nobody's coming to visit me and I've got these challenges and, and there's nobody to help me. He says, quit focusing on yourself and focus on others. Guess what? Your, your mood will change from gloom to joy. Your mood will change from being self-centered, quietly, to look at how different that I can make in the life of people. In, in Philippians chapter 3, Paul says this. It says, let me tell you a better way, a better way of my life. <laughs> I love this portion of scripture. Look at this. Look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 21 to 24. He says this, For me, living means what? Opportunity for Christ and dying. Well, that's be- and dying well, that's better yet. But if living will give me more opportunity to win people to Christ, then I really don't know which is better to live or to die. Sometimes I want to live and other times I don't. For I long to go and be with Christ. But the fact is, I can be of what? More help to you by what? Staying. He says, which is better? Even though I'm in prison, this is better. Even though I'm here in prison, guess what? I can be of encouragement to you. I mean, God's got a word that I want to share with you. That's it. You know, glory to God, I can make a difference. Yeah, people who are growing, maturing, even though they are, they are living in dangerous time in life, my life, my life, investing in them is the most, most opportune time. This is the most opportune time that I have. Living means an opportunity for Christ. But here's somebody who could either see the walls closing in because he's in prison, but he's not seeing the walls closing in, he's seeing a window. Amen. He's seen a light. He's seen a long runway. Glory to Almighty God. In a dark, cold dungeon, he's saying, Wow, look at everything that is happening. Look at all the great things. My letters are going out. The gospel is going forward. Even today, he's up in heaven. And here we are preaching, talking about how true attitude of joy. Many are being blessed through them. You may be going through a bad time in your life. It may be a financial difficulty, a health difficulty, a, a, a relationship difficulty. But you have the power to change them. God has not forsaken you. God has not abandoned you. This is not the end of your life. Amen. Choose joy to activate the presence and the power of God to cause you to overcome your situation. Glory to God. How do I unlock joy in my life? Forgetting what's behind. Getting rid of every worry in my life, yielding myself to God's purpose, focusing on what's good, using my life to help others.
Let me give you one more and then we'll pray. Finally, Paul tells us, I unlock joy in my life by learning to be what? Content. One more. Learning to be what? Learning to be content. <laughs> Look at 4.11. I'm in, I'm in Philippians 4.11. He says what? I have what? Learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Now circle the word learned. The reason he's saying learned is because it's not natural. You got to learn it. It's easy to be content when you are living on easy street. When times are good and everybody's saying nice things about you. But Paul's life was not easy. But he says, I, I, I had to learn to be content. This is something I had to adapt. Something that I had to work toward. So that in every situation, even in prison, I can be content. Now let me give you a little biography about Paul to understand what place he's coming from when he said, I've learned to be content. Look at the next portion of scripture. I'm saying Corinthians, verse 11, 23 to 28. Read that with me from your sermon outline up on the screen. It says what? I have worked much harder, been in prison. How many times? More so this is not a guy who has been living on easy street, isn't he? He says there's a bunch of times I've gone into those dark prisons. <laughs> Let's keep reading. I've been what? Flogged more what? Severely. And been what? Exposed to death. How many times? Again and again. Wow. How many of you have had this experience? Probably not many. Let's keep going. Five times I received the 40 lashes minus one. Now the 40 lashes minus one is, is, is you get 39 lashes. They whip you so bad. At the ver- you are coughing blood. You have scars all over you. At the verge of death, right? They say, stop. We don't want to kill this person. We want this person to what? Suffer. So that's what? 40 lashes minus what? One. Everyone gets harder and harder and they take turns it's not one person who does that they take turns in really whipping you hitting those places in your body that will cause extreme extreme pain this is five times i've had the kind of beatings that causes you to collapse they train for that hello <laughs> Let's keep reading. Three times I was what? Beaten with what? Cords. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been in what? Constant danger. I've labored and toiled. I've often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst. I've often gone without food. I've been cold and gone without clothing. Besides everything else, I've faced the daily precious of my concern for all the churches there's a guy who's saying in spite of all this i've learned to be content not grouchy, mean, not moody amen not complaining not whining not sad not miserable i've learned amen to be content <laughs> to unlock joy in your life my brother my sister you got it's something you've got to you got to learn to be content this is a guy who, in spite of all these things, look at what he tells us. Amen. By example in his life, 
and by his teaching he says what always one more time one more time one more time now when not only when you can pay your bills not only when somebody say nice things about you not only when you are well not only when you get a promotion not only when you get married he says always be what be full of joy in the lord i say it again rejoice make this mind of a matter make this amen a choice that you make even though I'm sick right now, I will not be sad. I will not be miserable. I won't look back. I will tell my heart to rejoice. Because a better day is coming. Because this is not the end of it. Because others have been to worse situations and they've come out on a better side. I too will come out of this. Learn to be content. You say, Pastor Mike, how can I be content when I'm single? How can I be content when all this thing? Yes, joy has nothing to do with, with on the outside. Listen, there are people today who have a diamond ring, the most expensive diamond ring in their finger, and yet have no joy in their life. The things on the outside doesn't control what's on the inside. There are people today who have the finer things that money can buy, and yet they are discontent and dissatisfied in life. And there are folk who have nothing, nothing, nothing in life. They live on the crumbs and the leftovers of others, and yet they are so much joyful. Said over and over again, again, I came to this country with two bags. I was so happy. I've got more than two bags, and yet I'm so content in life. So everything that has happened in between added not a single iota to my emotional quality. Hello? You see, if I get mad, I'll be so happy. If I graduate from this course, I'll be so happy. If I travel to go to this exotic vacation place, oh no, I'll be so joyful. How long will you be if you go over there? If you were a moody, grouchy person who hasn't learned to be content, you go there, how long do you think your joy will, will, will last? Not long. Because there's nothing to do with that. Says, what should the prophet meant to? Gain the whole world closer. God never created us to be consumed by the things on the outside. So your emotional quality, your emotional strength, your emotional value doesn't go up based on your material things, based on your status, it doesn't. You learn to be content. Here's a guy who's been through hell and back, I will say. Going through all these challenges, prison more frequently, near death again and again, shipwrecked, labored, told, hungry without food no clothes daily precious you name it this guy had been there but he comes up and says i've learned to be content in every situation and i'm sharing that with you always be full of joy glory to god how do you keep your joy how do you unlock joy in your life what is it that that builds joy in your life it's an attitude of contentment be grateful for who you are be grateful for what you you have God is not finished with you yet. Count your blessings, name them one by one. It could be worse. Every situation you're in, you've come a long way, baby. You plug it in your heart and live a life of gratitude, live a life of thanksgiving that will cause contentment in your life. The bottom line is this. Joy is a decision. You are joyful as you choose to be. Let me say it as blunt and, 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 still, and yet lovingly as I could. If you are discouraged today, it's because you are choosing to be discouraged. Do, do you believe that? 
you can choose joy because there are so many things that are going on in and around your life that have gives reason to be joyful God is saying you've got to learn to be content God is saying you've got to learn to be to make the right right decision so you can be joyful now oftentimes we get caught up in the when and then thinking you say what is when and then thinking we postpone our joy to say when this happens then I will be that when I can pay all my bills then I will be happy so in the meantime today is messed up for something that hasn't happened in the future I mean, what's, what's, I mean what's, what's, what's up with that psychology? You are postponing your joy till a future event. Learn to be content. Oh, let me close on this note. Let me close on this note. Perhaps there is... There are some of you who are in a not-so-happy situation right now. Or maybe some are going through some very tough times. Someone at the sound of my voice. And you think there's nothing in your life that you can be joyful about. Here's what I want to leave you with. Look at the next portion of scripture. Philippians 1.9. You someone outline. To read that together. Philippians 1.9. It says what? Paul is speaking. Remember, this is a guy who's been through hell and back. He says, I'm going to keep on being what? You say, Paul, he says, I've been glad through prisons and floggings and shipwrecks and near-death situations. And I'm going to keep doing that. I can speak that into my future. Hello? It's not that, oh, I know bad things will happen to me. I'm afraid that somebody's going to gossip. I'm afraid that somebody will, I will lose my job. I'm afraid I'm going to die. No, 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 no. Because of my attitude of joy, let me speak into my future. I'm going to keep on being one. Life will be one joyful moment from here until I see Jesus. <laughs> Can you say that about your life? You ought to. Here's the reason why. Two things. For I know that as you pray for me and as the Holy Spirit helps me, this is all going to turn out for my good. The reason I can say this is what? Is that what? God is in what? Control. The Holy Spirit will help me. What I can handle, God will handle. What I can go, God will take me. What I can say, God will say it. My weakness will be turned into strength. My problems will work out for my good. I'm here to announce to my life that I will keep on being glad. Joy will be my portion. Joy will be my identity. Joy will be what I'm known for. Why? Because my God is in what? Control. God is in control of my life and he adds this. He says, it will all turn out for my what? Something good will come out of this. <laughs> How many of you can look at Need Square in the face and know that it's going to help you? How many of you have ever been in a situation where you thought that it wouldn't work out, but in hindsight you look at that and your problems have turned into a moment of blessing? The greatest, the greatest testimony in your life came from your test. 
The greatest blessing in your life came from a difficulty. God said, I've done it before. I will do it again and again. So you can speak to that need. You can speak to that moment. That honor of God caused you to be crisis. It has happened before. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will do it again and again. It is all going to turn out for my what? Glory to God. Therefore, what? I can what? I can keep on being glad. 